to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 279 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be going through a mystery neck evaluation. Now, this is based on a true story. We're going to run through a very interesting patient presentation today, and what we'll do is we'll cover the subjective history, talk about some of the objective findings, and finally talk about the diagnosis of this patient. Now, you'll need to listen till you get to the end because you're going to want to hear what that diagnosis is. I'm not going to give everything away as we get going right away here, um, and uh, also talk about why I decided to do this particular uh, topic today for this podcast. So, so here we go. Now, you know, as we do these mystery diagnoses you know a lot of people have commented that they really like this it gets them thinking a little bit while we're going through the evaluation um and so you know if you if you figure out what it is there's nothing wrong with yelling out the diagnosis okay just make sure that if you're listening to me while you're in church uh, you tone it down a little bit all right not that you should be listening to me while you're in church um but here we go we have this 67 year old female who is referred with a diagnosis of chronic neck pain now, she said that she had a progressive increase in neck pain over the last two months. She reports daily episodes of discomfort. She denies any radiating pain down into her arm, no pain in the chest, no scapular discomfort. She reports the pain as being all posterior in the neck. So basically from C3 to T1, and she just basically puts her hand right over the back of her neck. She says that's where it hurts the most. Um, she also had x-rays taken. Those uh, showed some mild arthritis. She did not have any other diagnostic imaging, such as an EMG or MRI or anything like that. Um, she... I asked her, I said, well, what aggravates it the most? And she says, I've really had two episodes that really made it bad. And um, one of them, she said that it was worse after she had a CT scan, which she had about two days ago. And she suspects that it's because she had her arms over her head while she was having this CT scan. Um, and this was not a CT of her neck. This was a CT of something else. Um, and then she said the next worst episode was when she went to a grocery store in Canada. Um, and uh, we live right on the Canadian, near the Canadian border. So a lot of people go, shopping in Canada and vice versa they come here and so she had gone over to this really large uh, grocery store and uh, she said that it really started to bother her um, you know when she was opening a, a door and so she also denies any dizziness no ringing in her ears, no pain in the back of her throat when she swallows, no sudden weight loss um, so none of the obvious you know cancer signs here. And so from there, um, I jumped into the, you know, objective part of this evaluation. So I started with some cervical spine clearing, which is something I do with all of my cervical spine patients. I do it pretty much in this order. It just helps me um, rule in and rule out some stuff. And it's the order that I have that I've developed for many years uh, that really helps to kind of clarify uh, the evaluation. It gives me some order. So um, I always start with deep tendon reflexes. So I'm chatting with them about all kinds of stuff. Her reflexes for C5, C6, and C7 were normal. She had normal sensation throughout the upper extremities um, distal manual muscle testing the intrinsics wrist you know uh, flexion extension elbow flexion extension supination pronation shoulders were all within normal limits she also had full active shoulder range of motion 
Now, uh, when I took a look at her neck range of motion, she had, I would say, 90% of normal range of motion um, for all positions, for rotation, lateral flexion, flexion, and extension, um, which would be consistent with this uh, x-ray finding of arthritis in her neck. Um, so I then jumped into some special tests. Uh, I always like to start with, you know, cervical spine compression, um, which, you know, it's... Um, it's okay to use. I don't utilize it all the time, but um, I always test it. Uh, and then I did some cervical spine distraction. Also did a Sperling's test. They were all negative. So um, I also, uh, you know, kind of went through the cervical myelopathy cluster. So we did a Hoffman's test, an inverted supinator sign. Babinski, those were all negative. Uh, she was older than 45 years old, which is part of the cluster, but, uh, you know, that would be only one of the um, of the five, you know, that we look at, and she had no gait instability. So a negative cervical myelopathy cluster. I then decided to palpate. Um, I always like to start, you know, kind of in the suboccipital region, work my way down into the upper trap muscles. I'll go over the supraspinous uh, ligament. I'll, you know, palpate the mastoid processes and get on her sternocleidomastoid, see if there's anything there. Um, and then I'll get down into her, her rhomboids, levator scapulae, and all those areas, and um, could not reproduce anything. Now I'm sitting there thinking about scratching my head. Now the key word here is thinking. I didn't actually do it because I don't want the patient to say, well, what's wrong with this guy? Why can't he figure this out? Um, so I said to her, I said, let's go back to when you felt it the most. And, um, I said, let's go back to when we had this CAT scan done and her arms were overhead and whatnot. I said, while your arms were overhead, is that when you were having the discomfort or was it after that? And, um, and how long after that, uh, did it bother you? And she said, well, it wasn't while I was having the CAT scan. She says it happened more like when I was getting you know, to my car afterwards, it was like, as I was leaving, and, and it just seemed to get worse after the CAT scan. And I said, well, what about, you know, when you went to this grocery store place? I said, did it happen right when you pulled the door open? And she said, no, she goes, it was just before I got to the door. Um, she said that the parking lot was absolutely full. She had to park really far. And I'm like, well, you know, that was telling me a little something here. And um, so, I then was starting to think it's not really related to the motions that she was doing. It seemed to be related to what she had done between the activity and when her pain started. So I said, do me a favor. I said, uh, walk down to the end of the clinic and back. And we have a, a, a 15,000 square foot facility. Uh, and so it's about 140 feet long one way. And uh, so she started walking down to the end of the clinic. She turned around and started on her way back. And when she was about 20 feet away from me, she says, oh, it's starting right now. It's right in the back of my neck. So I had her um, come and uh, sit down. And uh, while she was sitting and just letting things settle down a little bit, I said, so how far was the CT department, the radiology department from your car? And she says, oh, it was really far. She said, I had to walk a long distance. So after having her sit for a minute or two and she was feeling better, I said, do me a favor, walk down to the end of the clinic one more time for me. And she did. And as she was coming back at just about the same distance, she was having this discomfort again. 
So um, we were putting a little bit of cardiovascular demand on her, and what happened was, um, you know, she was having what I believe was some angina. So I told her, I said, listen, I don't want you to panic about this, but I definitely want you to head up to the emergency room. I think that you're having an issue with your heart, um, and uh, that, I think, is what is causing your neck pain. I said, because I can't clinically you know, tease out anything else with all of the special tests, the manual muscle testing, whatever else we did, um, just doesn't fit a physical cervical spine problem. And um, so what I did was, um, you know, I, I sent her off. I, I knew the physician at the emergency department, so I gave her a call, and I kind of gave her a heads up on this patient coming in. And I really, I didn't hear back from the patient after that because she obviously wasn't a physical therapy candidate. Um, and then... You know, out of the blue one day, about a month later, I get this call from our secretaries out front and they said, Paul, you have somebody who's here to see you. And uh, so I stepped out and uh, went out and I, I kind of, you know, remembered the gal. She, um, you know, I had only seen her one time. And so uh, she came through the, the doorway and uh, I... You know, I, I looked at her and she said, uh, I just want to, to thank you for, you know, giving me some good direction and, and, and really saving my life. She said, because when I went to the emergency department, um, I, they said I was actively having a heart attack. Um, so they did open heart surgery. She kind of like pulled the front of her shirt down a little bit. She had a scar there. She said, I had open heart surgery. I had um, three blockages. And um, once I had that done, my neck pain completely went away. I've not had it since. Um, and so, you know, the, the, I didn't put this podcast up to pat myself on the back, but I think it's important that we listen to patients, that we do a really thorough evaluation. The reason I thought about this, um, and doing this particular show today was because, um, we were in CPR training, which happened to be during heart awareness week last week. And I was thinking about this particular story and this patient that I had seen. And I thought, you know what, this would be a great, um, you know, topic today just to talk about, you know, what happens, uh, when we think outside of the box a little bit. Um, so the other, I have to throw this out at you. This is like super funny. And, um, I apologize to this person, uh, for putting this up here, but it is, um, so during this CPR training, um, we had all gone through the training and, uh, you know, watched the video and did demonstrations and everything. And then it was testing time. And so there were three of us left to test and, uh, the test was being done on kind of the far side of the clinic, kind of away a little bit with the, um, with the instructor. And so, uh, one of the folks in our group, you know, started to shake the, uh, the dummy and said, are you okay? Are you okay? She looked up at the instructor and she said, call 911 and get me an IUD. And I, everybody just started to laugh and I yelled out loud. I said, don't worry, you won't need it because he's dead. Um, but, um, you know, we had a, we had a great laugh on that. She got a chance to start over. And, uh, so just a little funny, uh, something that happened to us, uh, during this, uh, heart week. And so, I hope you enjoyed today's video, uh, and uh, you know I hope that you found this evaluation helpful. Uh, you know I'd love it if you would you know head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review, and uh, if you have any questions for me, send them over. I have that linked in the show notes, and I really appreciate you all listening. Have a great heart healthy week, and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.